declinists are wrong and the optimists are right. We, we stick to the plan because the plan is working and I commend this statement to the House. Hello, I'm Christopher Hope, Associate Editor for Politics at the Daily Telegraph, and welcome to this special budget edition of Chopper's Politics Podcast. Before we get into the Chancellor's announcements on Wednesday, I wanted to take you on a trip down memory lane to when I joined the man himself for a chat in number 11 Downing Street. If you're saying to me, uh, do I want to get taxes down? Yes, I do. If you're saying, where would I prioritise? My first priority would actually to bring down business taxes. That was Jeremy Hunt speaking to me on this podcast back in January. So did he deliver on that promise? With me now to discuss that and much more, such as who are the winners and losers of this budget, are my fellow associate editors at The Telegraph, Camilla Tomney and Gordon Rayner. Gordon, Camilla, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Your first takeaway, Gordon Rayner, is it right there that Jeremy Hunt has delivered on his promise to bring down business taxes? Uh, I think the answer is not really. As we know, he has stuck to uh, his corporation tax increase, putting it up from 19 to 25%. That's pretty important for businesses. What he has done, which I think is interesting, whether or not businesses will accept it as being what he says it is, mm. he has brought in a, um, a, a full expensing system. And what that means is that every pound that a company invests on anything from machinery to laptop computers to any kind of um, capital investment, basically, Mm. uh, is fully tax deductible. So that comes straight off their tax bill. He says that bringing the corporation tax down to 19% didn't really stimulate investment in the way that people said it would. He thinks that this will stimulate investment that is obviously uh, remains to be seen, and uh, it's up to businesses now to, to respond to that and say whether it is what they need. That's right. Now, he says that would save, uh, that's an effective cut in taxation of around $9 billion a year, mm. doesn't he? But if you look at the actual numbers from the OBR, which I have done back in 2021, they're pulling in far more in corporation tax, $11.9 billion next year, $16 billion the following year, $17 billion the year after that. I mean, it's basically smoke and mirrors, isn't it, Camilla Tomini? He's trying to say here will let you claim more back through your bookkeeping. But in fact, the top line figure is business is more taxed than before. Yeah, I don't think it's great politics because people understand a straight corporation tax rate and what it is and how it compares to other countries. The Chancellor's talking about ours being amongst the lowest in the G7. But the whole point about maximising post-Brexit opportunities was to make us look fiercely competitive mm. against France and Germany, just, just not just, you know, vaguely. People look to Ireland as an example of a country that's attracting inward investment because of their low corporation tax rate. Also, it was only five minutes ago, indeed, when he was making his leadership bid, that he said he wanted corporation tax to be down to 12.5%. So actually... (laughs) You can't have it both ways. You can't. And also, I just don't think... He's also making this point that not all companies will pay this fully-throated 26% and that it's gradual. But if you speak to anybody like Jacob Rees-Mogg, who has been very vocal on this issue, he talks about kind of basic Laffer curves and says, sorry, no, when we slashed the rate, the receipts did go up. So the the Treasury ended up making more money. There's nothing in here, Gordon Rayner, is there, to get the grassroots out and campaign ahead of the May local elections? Or is that? I mean, sorry, no, that's the wrong question. Uh, or perhaps there is. No, me, I, I, think, I, I, no, no. Look, I, think, I think it's a, 
it's very much a, a, a sort of shoring up budget, isn't it? After the um, the quasi quarting budget of last year, which obviously the last said about wasn't a budget. Of course, it was a it was a growth statement. Yeah, Gordon. A, yeah, yeah. Which which at the time, you know, on, on the about for about five minutes after you made it, it seemed great, and then it all fell apart. So this this I think is a sort of steady as you go budget. The the interesting budget obviously will be the one next year ahead of an election when you would imagine he'll have stored up some money to. Um, to you know, to cut taxes, and yep. there'll be a lot more cheer in in that budget. I think for this one, it's it's a bit more of a one for the um, for the for the anoraks. You know, there's, there's, there are lots of interesting little things in there, but they are quite mm. little things. Gordon's right, of course, coming to Tom and Easley, because the words "general election" were not in the seven thousand seven hundred word speech by Jeremy Hunt, because there's not an election going to be this year. But the feeling is next year. Now a lot of these measures come in, don't they? Next year, the help on childcare really kicks in in September next year, mm. right on the eve of an October election. Yeah, I mean, if he's going to do tax cuts, that's when he's going to do them. I felt that this was very much a holding pattern budget. Mm. It's nothing particularly scintillating in there. Okay, he did pull out a rabbit from the hat in scrapping the pensions lifetime allowance altogether. We weren't necessarily expecting that. Is it going to enthuse people come the May elections? Well, no, not really, you know, because some of the kind of optical moves he could have made in terms of what people really understand when it comes to budgets, which are really things like the thresholds, the notion of fiscal drag, the base rate of income tax, the high rate of income tax, corporation tax as a number, VAT and whether it should be scrapped or reduced. There's about 10 bullet points, aren't there? I mean, these are all the obvious things that people think of when they think of budgets, and none of them are in there. And it's all a bit sort of, I mean, as Gordon says, yeah, there's tinkering around the edges. Some of it's quite interesting, but none of it's going to blow your socks off, is it? And Gordon Kuhler there mentioned this lifetime allowance. He's Mm. he's lifted that cap from a million pounds to unlimited. And of course, yeah. in this room, really only Gordon Rayner would have a million pound pension fund. More than he's that, a, probably. He's a penny pinching yes. northerner in, in a way, perhaps I'm not. But uh, it only affects 15,000 very rich people, Gordon. It's hardly a vote winner. Yeah, I think, um, look, there is an issue, as we know, with particularly with senior doctors who uh, leave the profession in their 50s because they, they, they can't really put any more into their pension without being taxed to the eyeballs on it. And that is an issue. It, it, this will help. But it is, a, I think it's something like 8,000 public sector workers that we're talking about who are going to be in, in that bracket. So yes, it's, uh, it's, it's good news for uh, a few people. Know, it's good news for a few. It's, it's, it's good news for, um, well, for the wealthiest, if, mm. if we're honest. And they've got skills, of course, they can bring back into the NHS. And that'll help with yeah. returnerships. But, but he's, yeah, and it, he's, he's framed it as um, you know trying trying to bring three and a half million over fifties back into the workforce is what he's what he wants to do. Mm. Well, we're not talking three and a half million people here. But if you looked at this from a younger perspective, you know, if you're 18 to 24, I think you'd say, what on earth is in this budget for no. me? Mm. I mean, I get with regard to the childcare changes. Um, the jury's often out on the childcare uh, mm. hours because the nurseries that they're supplying care that costs more than the government can subsidise. Okay, it's a little bit of a help. I suppose it should be welcome that he's helping people to return to the labour market. But I think younger people just starting out who couldn't even imagine owning their own home, let alone having a pension pot of more than a million quid, will be scratching their heads and saying, well, what's in this for me? I mean, that childcare announcement, though, of course, was a Liz Truss idea she championed as as children's minister, didn't she, back in the coalition government, Gordon? So perhaps trustonomics is in there a bit. Yeah, um, I, I think one of the things we need to point out, Camilla touched on it there, that some of these things aren't going to come in till possibly after the next election, which means they may not come in at all. They, yeah. they may be 
policies that he's saying to Labour, you know, I dare you to cancel this. And they yeah. probably will cancel some of them. You know, the, if you're, a, for example, if you're a wealthy person trying to plan your pension, are you going to chuck everything into your pension yeah. hoping that this price cap stays abolished? Uh, not price cap, the, you know, the, the overall lifetime allowance stays abolished. Or are you going to think, well, hang on, Keir Starmer might reverse this policy in a year mm. or so's time and therefore what's the point? I wonder Similarly if it, with the childcare, mm. it's, mm. you know, Labour has to adopt that policy for it to mean anything. I wonder if that announcement, is this is this budget's 45p tax rate, it affects a, few, a small number of very rich people? Maybe. Although, to be fair, I think the Centre for Social Justice, which was referenced when it came to some of the welfare reforms, when Ian Duncan Smith was working pension secretary, he basically said that universal credit should have two parts to it. It should have the first part, which is about reforming the benefit system, and then it should have this additional part two, which is about helping more people with disability and health problems back into work. Now, that's kind of stealing the thunder from Jonathan Ashworth, who went to the CSJ and delivered a speech along these lines, and basically the Tories have gone and stolen it. The other thing I observed is this idea of the OBR and the reliability of their forecast. <laughs> you know, that was the very Tories, noticeable. The Tories hate the OBR and say, oh, nothing they've predicted has ever come true. Well, one imagines they would quite like the OBR forecast that inflation will hit 2.9% by the end of the year to come true. 10.7% at the end of, uh, end of last year. Presumably, they'd also welcome the news that far from going into recession, that actually we're to see growth for the next five years up to 2027. So in that regard... Overall, that's useful for Hunt, isn't it, to kind of reclaim the Conservatives' mantle for fiscal yeah. competence because voters seem to think that that's Labour right. are better at handling the economy. I mean, miserly growth for this year of 0.2%. 0.2%, but of course, minus 0.2%, isn't it? No, it's, it's in the impositive, but the OBR are forecasting okay. the contraction this year. That won't happen now, according to the OBR. Yeah. And next year, those numbers go up quite a lot. And it, that could be, the again, pointing again to an election in late 2024. Gordon Rayner, this time last year when we were in the studio, you and Camilla discussing the budget then, mm. um, Rishi Sunak was Chancellor and he said that the, the base rate of income tax would fall to 19p in April 2024. Yeah. Now that was abandoned by Jeremy Hunt when he became Chancellor in October. Yeah. I've looked it up because I forgot that that happened. Yeah, it was abandoned then. Yeah. Don't you think that that may happen next year now? Isn't, isn't that nailed on, uh, given the numbers well, are improving? Look, I mean, as we've said... Uh, you expect that there will be tax cuts in the next budget. That would be an obvious one to do. I think also uh, one of the things that we have to mention is that there was no mention of public sector pay in this budget, was there? Now, is he storing up money to either settle these pay disputes in the next few months or is he storing up money to give the public sector a pay rise in the next budget? I don't know. But certainly that was a, a huge sort of um, missing element from this, just no mention at all of it. Also, I mean, we, we, there's always this debate about fiscal headroom, isn't there? I think it was one organisation was the Economic and Social Research Council or yeah. similar. That's 100 such, billion, they thought. 166 billion. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate, I discussed this with Liam Halligan, our economics commentator, and he was saying it's like putting your finger in the air. <laughs> but you could look at it and say, OK, well, freezing fuel duty and duty on beer is apparently costing six billion. If you were a public sector worker, and I've just encountered them on Park Lane, walking here because on of the... Park two, Lane, of course, where, uh, you, as you, do, where you hang out the Telegraph. Um, no, I was walking from Bond Street to Victoria because <laughs> there's no today, tubes and I had to get in on the um, Elizabeth okay. line. But anyway, you would be one of those workers thinking, well, hang on a minute. Oh, right. So six billion can just be found for freezing the fuel duty, but not yeah. for our pay rises. Mm. I mean, there's going to be inflationary concerns okay. about too many 
high pay rises anyway, and junior doctors asking for 35%. I mean, that doesn't strike anybody as So sensitive. let's flick through the winners and losers. Let's do winners first. To give, give Hunt his credit. Older workers or experienced workers, because we're all in our 50s, or you're not, Camilla. Uh, me and Gordon are. We are experienced people, Gordon. <laughs> Apparently, we are the most experienced and the most valuable, Camilla. Uh, so you're well, not I am, Can yet. I just say that I am in my 40s? I'm not even 45 <laughs> yet, you two grandpas. Oh, my goodness. How well, dare you? She might walk out now, Gordon. Right, we'll carry on, Greeley. <laughs> That's why you haven't shown much interest in this pension. This well, thing. the idea of you're getting not, to a million. I mean, God, chance for me a private. You'll start we... thinking about your pension a lot more. Anyway, when you get to experienced worry. workers, they're the, they're the A winner. We've gone over them. Parents, of course, we know about that. None of us have children of that under two. or But anyway, they are doing well and it might help them. Any you bill payers, Gordon Renner, they're doing well from this? Why is that? Yes, uh, I, I think one of the government's failures over this energy price guarantee has been that they just they haven't really shouted it from the rooftops mm. enough. I think people are, get, people are getting... Looking on the bank statements, they see that their electricity company is giving them a bit of money. Mm. Um, really, if the government, I think the government's missed a trick. It should say, you know, HM Treasury or Tory mm. government. Five hundred you know. pounds per exactly. Yes. Um, average bill. I, I don't think people have necessarily really no. grasped how much help they're getting from the government. Not, Nin- Ninety-four billion pounds. Well, this I'm cost. looking up down the red book. Ninety-four it's billion. Ninety-four billion pounds. It's a, it's a huge commitment <laughs> to um, bring people's energy that's bills. The, that's now. the NHS budget, isn't it? Yes, no, it's not as much as that. But nearly as much as that. But, well, certainly half. Certainly half. Yeah. It's a massive wedge. Many but, times Home Office budget. Mm. Don't yeah. forget that they did screw this whole thing up because they overshadowed the energy bailout mm. by the budget. This is then, quasi back in September. Yeah, so, so from the very beginning, people haven't acknowledged that it's the government helping them out. I think they also think it's Martin Lewis helping them out. Well, Although, as he has tweeted, yeah. well, to be fair, got has, he got a letter from Jeremy yeah. Hunt I mean, saying yeah. the pressure. To when, be fair, when did Charles write to you before a budget? No, well, never, not all, to me. all the time. Does yours write to you, not to me. But what was also interesting is Grant Shapps went on Martin Lewis's show to discuss some of this. Um, the energy bailout. So obviously that was quite a long time in the planning. The other thing I just wanted to say about this budget was they have to pitch roll everything, don't they? Oh. What happened? I mean, we can't have any nasty surprises. Well, anymore. there was nothing new. What, why isn't there any confidence in what yeah. they're doing so that they don't need to pitch roll each mm. and every aspect? So we actually well, do get well, a name surprise? one thing in this budget that you didn't know before. Well, I, the, 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 the pension, the pension thing. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we I had think, an think, inkling on it. Yeah, I think they were trying to keep the childcare thing back, and, and mm. in fairness, I think there was the, the Guardian find out about. I it. suspect. Yeah. Um, that having been through this this mill 20 years, they told stakeholders on yeah, Monday what yeah, was coming up. Yeah, yeah. And some stakeholders then spoke to the Guardian. Yeah. That is what normally happens. Yeah. And in yes. fact, whenever I've tried to, where there's been various, what we call them in journalism, inquests of why we didn't have that story. It's normally because people who are interested in this area or work in that space like, tell a reporter they know yeah. somewhere else. And that would be the Guardian, I think, in this case. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Complete guesswork, though. Drivers did well. Gordon Rennie, you're a driver. How's your Volvo doing? It's doing, it's doing all right, actually, uh, Chris, as Volvos always do. Good, yes, oh, reliable, so reliable cars. So reliable. Um, 5p cut in petrol and well, diesel it's, duty. It's, no. it's, it's, it's retaining the 5p cut, isn't it? So I don't, yes. people aren't going to see any great difference. I think it's £100 a year that it equates to from not putting it up. So yes. it's, I don't think people are going to be How will you spend your £100 running out in the street in joy. He'll put it in his pension. I will put it in my pension. I'll take you to dinner finally. Yes, absolutely. Or use it to pay off some more tax <laughs> yeah that. by the way drivers groups aren't particularly happy you know oh, why is that well you know when every just so that you people listening to this when the budget happens journalists literally get about 400 emails from different people reacting oh it's the association of 
of uh, cardboard boxes and reacting <laughs> to the budget and driving. We need groups. cardboard. Don't be mean about the cardboard boxes. Well, I'm just saying it's a, it is thing. a bit like that, isn't it? Every group under the sun okay. has a reaction, and drivers' groups are saying no because they want the VAT scrapped as well. And why yeah. hasn't he gone further? Blah blah yes, blah. Well, yeah. Everyone always says he could have gone further. But it, it's yeah. done for entrepreneurs, white white van people, Gordon. They're, they're the groups who are being helped by this. Well, like I say, 100 pound a year. It's it's not it's not yeah. going to make or break people's uh, you know yes. household budget, is it? I uh, love how afraid. you're calling it. White van people, you but yeah, yes. you are so Me being very aware. Woke, very yeah. aware. Love that. We're interrupting this podcast to bring you news of another Telegraph show we think you might like. It's called Planet Normal. And it's hosted by me, Liam Halligan. And me, Alison Pearson. We're both Telegraph columnists who share the view that far too often those who shout the loudest on the telly just don't represent the views of normal people. So take a trip with us to Planet Normal. We're joined by some stellar guests, well-known voices from politics, business and the arts. All from different fields, but they have one thing in common. They're at the top of their game, but distinctly down to earth. The good news is I finally learned what a podcast is and even how you subscribe to it. It's actually quite simple. Search for Planet Normal on your podcast app or click on the link in the show notes for this episode. You don't really know what a podcast is, do you? I am one. Look, I am one. Who needs to know what it is? I am one. Okay, shut up. Pubs, Gordon. Well, uh, yes, supposedly. I mean, he the, sold the duty this. On average he, yeah, so he sold this as the uh, the Brexit pubs guarantee, hey. which I thought was a, a, a superb bit of um, marketing, uh, if if slightly flimsy. So he's saying that draft beer in a pub will be eleven percent of eleven percent less duty on it than uh, beer in supermarkets. Although he didn't particularly mention the fact that other alcohol duties are going up. Mm. Uh, so I don't. Again, I don't think this is going to suddenly save your local pub from ruin. And uh, in, you know, I, 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 I raised a smile when he said Brexit pubs guarantee because he's just trying to shoehorn Brexit in. Mm. Wherever he did he his can, best, didn't he? Although Diageo aren't happy about that. Again, in a press release, they said this didn't go far enough. No. This is a disgrace. He never so does. I mean. You give with one hand and somebody takes away with the other, right? Were you struck by Jeremy Hunt's remarks on Brexit? He said the Brexit was a decision by the British people to change our economic model. In that historic vote, our country decided to move from a model based on unlimited low skills and migration to one based on high wages and high skills. Well, I mean, that's 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 partially true. Brexit means high skills. Brexit means... Brexit means sovereignty as well. Brexit means different things to different people. Mm. It's interesting to have the interpretation from the Arch Remainer there, though. Yeah, Yeah, quite. But if you look at the numbers there, I'm trying to find it in my OBR book quickly, 240,000 net migration forecasts from the OBR. They say, the the Treasury say they've just taken numbers from the ONS. Yeah. But that's a lot more than 10 to 1,000, isn't it, in net migration figures? Well, Gordon... As long, that as, number? as long as it's controlled migration, Chris. You know, it's as I say, it's all about controlled migration, isn't it? I think yeah. if if you're a you know if you're a Brexiteer, if you're a Tory, you would say it's not necessarily the numbers. That it's matter. controlling it's it. The, it's the whether those mm. people right. are coming here because they right. have got the skills that we need for this country, rather right. than yes. And you know. if you were Gary Lineker, you'd be saying none of that. And that's what no. Boris Johnson might say. Leisure centres, money to keep the pools. Your your local pool warm, Gordon. 
Well, yeah, I mean, hopefully with a, with a data center, uh, as we learned earlier this week, you can stick a yes. load of computers underneath your swimming pool and yes. it heats the pool and you don't yes. have to cool the data center. Chris, I'm do you use your local leisure center for swimming much? No, I'm going to join one soon. To, I'm marathon you? training and I'm getting oh. so, I get back so late, I can't go but training. It's a, a victory for Lidos. Yes, victory for Lidos. Depending yeah. on how you like saying yes, it. But, yes, but that's just 63 million, million pounds. Now, foster families did well. Do you follow this one? Yes. From next year, as a qualifying foster parent, caregiver will see the tax rate rise to £18,000 a year from £10,000 a year. Good yes. idea, because I think the know, increasing there. number of people in care, people <coughs> need to be incentivised yeah. to help children in need, particularly older children, because yeah. they are the ones that languish in the care system for the long, longest, because people want babies and toddlers rather than children. Yeah. So I think give carers and foster carers as much support as they can get. Totally right. Now, on to the losers. There's a longer list now. We know about <laughs> British business. We think net they lose from the increase in corporation tax. I've been over that. New parents they have to wait more than two years for the full 30 hours free childcare. It's in stages, Gordon. It's not immediate. So No, as Camilla said, September 2024 before we get this yeah. uh, this policy coming in in full. I mean, look, if it sticks and if if it if it, if Labour um, keep it or if the Tories keep it whoever wins the next election we're talking about 30 30 you know 30 hours of free childcare yeah. I think aren't we it, it but, makes sense but, to yeah. delay it in the sense that a woman is usually off on maternity leave for quite a few months and mm-hmm. actually pay has gone up in that regard mm-hmm. m- mostly I know there's still a way to go and also with paternity leave now does mean that uh, most people can at least fashion, a, I would say, a good six months off with a first child, do you think, yeah, nowadays? Yeah, I think I so. Um, yeah. I, look, I also think a couple of things that struck me with this. The £600 incentive payment for new child minors, I'm not sure that's going to drag many people into a change of career. But I do think that the the change in ratios from one to four to one to five mm. carers to children is, is a good thing. And that's that that's a trust idea we allude to earlier. Yeah, and the, trust they, they do it in Scotland. Mm. And so um, I'm not massively well, you mean Care Scottish childcare, but I assume it works there. I don't there. think so. Well, I mean, look, if it's these, places, the these places also are often degraded, yeah. and there is a massive scarcity of care yeah. for children. There's mm. too many children and not enough nursery mm. places. That's what's pushing the price up. Yeah. The key thing is how will you both respond as parents? More children by both of you? Well, is it, is it the tax benefit you're getting from uh, having more kids? <laughs> I think three children and two jobs Quite is enough. enough for me, Chris. Yes. I don't know about you. Technically, I don't have any children anymore because they're all adults. Yes. Technically, the technically is the is the important word there. They are they're, adults, but don't they're leeching your pension, though. This is your massive pension, G rate. They are taking by the week. Yeah, they are right. taking money. It's definitely true to say that I could be paying more into my pension if my <laughs> so-called adults' children weren't, <laughs> like adults. weren't taking so much of it off. <laughs> Let's move on from that briefly. Taxpayers, right? Here's a big loser group. Jeremy Hunt maintained the freeze on income tax thresholds inheritance tax, national insurance until 2028. And that, of course, it means what, Gordon Rayner? What's the key buzzword there? Fiscal drag. Yes, well done, Camilla. Sorry. That's two points for you. You can answer okay. the question, Camilla. Are you worried about this? Well, I think I'm worried about it on behalf of the and nation. And what does it mean, by the way, fiscal, fiscal drag? drag is when income tax thresholds are frozen and therefore ah. people who get pay rises end up paying more tax and therefore don't derive the benefits of their pay rise. And if they don't derive the benefits of their pay rise, they don't pay more into the economy and the economy stalls. Yes. In a nutshell. And That's I do one want... view. Other view might be that the government does quite well by more tax well, receipts know, and spends our I'm, money better than we can. I'm, I'm quite a low tax advocate. I'm quite Lawsonian yes. about my tax. And actually, I think if we're talking about the so-called squeezed middle, then it does seem ludicrous yeah. to me that you've got people on 
50 grand or above that are all in the higher rate of tax. I mean, I, I just think that's yeah. silly. Well, a big number here from Ben Riley Smith over in, mm. our, in the House of Commons now writing up my budget coverage. He says that this stealth, his word, stealth tax raid via threshold changes will raise 29.3 billion by 2027, yeah. 2028. In, in numbers, that means 3.2 million, million people more paying income tax, 2.1 million more paying 40% near the top rate. 350,000 more paying the 45p rate. That's that's a lot of people. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a very conservative uh, way to carry on, does it? Let, let's be honest. I mean, that's the sort of thing you would imagine that uh, a Labour Chancellor would have done. Yeah, well, Gordon, um, Gordon Brown did. Exactly. He invented the idea of it, really, didn't he, uh, for memory? Yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, I think you were talking earlier about, you know, what is there in this budget for, you know, traditional Tories to be, to be shouting about. That's one of the things that they will be very disappointed in, I suspect. Yeah. Now, Gordon Rayner, savers. Hmm. The Chancellor's kept the maximum uh, that could be saved into these ICEs, these yeah. individual savings accounts, at £20,000 for this year, despite inflation, which is which basically means you can put less in. Yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, well, we're, we're talking about losers here, aren't we, yeah. uh, in the losers category. So, yeah, yeah undoubtedly, that that is, um, you know, savers are losing out. For, for years now, saving money has been almost not worth bothering mm. with. Because... Despite, despite inflation and interest rates going up. You know, but you still, still yeah, the banks but, don't but the bank give rates, it to you, do yeah, they? They, they put yeah. the mortgages up, but not the savings rates. No, interest rates have been have been mm. so low that I'm not sure that savers are, no. are, are many of those given up. Right? Many of those are pensions, of course, not, yeah. not not in the in the million pound level, but but pensioners with with think with income they need from yeah, their, their funds. Yeah, they they yeah. He, he yeah. could have done more, but equally. All budgets are choices, and yeah. uh, you know that's what we're talking about—the choices that he's made. Now, looking ahead into the summer, flyers, air passenger duty goes up by fifty p for seven to seven pounds for domestic flights. That's from next year, twenty four, twenty five. Long haul and ultra long haul flights going up by one pound. That's 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 another blow to. Well, is is budget travel industry? still a concept? Not really. Actually, our no. colleague Robert Mendick recently went to Washington. I think on three hundred and thirty-nine pounds via I'm sure, Iceland. I'm sure he didn't tell you about that a lot. He told me about that a couple of times via Iceland. But the point is, I think since the pandemic, air travel has got so expensive. Yeah. I speak as somebody who's got a brother in Australia who couldn't come to see us last Christmas mm. because the flights were just absolutely absurd. Therefore, you know, I would imagine the aviation industry that was two years ago completely on its knees mm. would have liked to have had a bit of a helping hand from the government and in fact has ended up with a slap in the face. Gordon, yeah. Uh, it's a very slight What was your last holiday I mean, overseas years ago? Uh, I'm, well, actually, I'm going off on skiing. Oh, are you? Forgive me for being worried about your personal finances. Off you go skiing on Saturday. <laughs> I budget very carefully. Someone's been bled be to... dry by <laughs> children at university if I send them all. Yeah, Gordon, anyway, yeah, enough of your holiday. I'm not going to think about that. Yeah. Smokers, finally, they paying yes. £1.15 more for a pack of biggest ever fags. Uh, hike, I think. I'm not a smoker, so I this isn't going to affect no. me. I, my instinct is to think, well, if it helps to stop people smoking, that's a good thing. But I think what we also know is that counterfeit cigarettes are one of the biggest growth industries for organised criminals. And I think what worries me a little bit is that, you know, yeah, you could... T- you know, you stick ten pound on a packet of cigarettes if you want, yeah. but you're going to force more and more people to yeah. buy counterfeit cigarettes, and yeah. that's you know that would be my fear. Doesn't do much to put children off vaping, which will therefore seem yeah. comparatively much well, cheaper. That's where all the money's yeah. going with you know these these um, sweet va- vapes. Now, listen, it's now Wednesday afternoon. This goes out very quickly. This podcast by the weekend, 
what are we talking about in, the, in this uh, this budget? How many things will have collapsed? Yeah, what's the pasty tax <laughs> it, yes, of this budget? There's no obvious omni shambles moment pasty mm. taxes. I mean, I think some of the left are saying that this benefit to fifteen thousand very rich individuals to save more on their pension is a kind of forty-five p tax moment. I my wonder on that one Gordon. is whether Labour might somehow try and stop that happening. Um, what well, amend the finance bill? I, well, yes. I, I wonder if they'll try to retain some sort of a cap, or perhaps keep keep a you know keep a cap, but bring down the the annual uh, allowance back down towards the forty thousand mark. I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be a difficult one for Labour to decide what to do with, because clearly it has been framed as keeping doctors in work, which we need. Um, but uh, you know, I think the idea of was it nine billion we said this is going to cost uh, over three years per year average. Mm. Yeah, I can see there being a lot of um, dissenters in Labour. I think that's where it's going right now, uh, Camilla Tomney, over in House of Commons right now. Ranul Jayawardena, the former ally um, or an ally of Liz Truss and a former cabinet minister, has said that the inc- this increase will um, s- make us less competitive, reduce investment in the long term, stifle job creation, all of which are required to go for growth. Yeah, well, I, I mean, we'll have more of that at the weekend, no doubt. You'll have people who are on the side of Truss and Kwarteng having a real go at them about the corporation tax rate. No doubt a load of SME businesses and their representatives will start picking holes in the whole full capital expensing for three years plan. There'll also probably be some pro-Brexiteers talking about how these investment zones, the 12 new canary wharfs that Hunt has come up with, don't touch the sides on their ambitions of turning the UK into Singapore on sea. Mm-hmm. I wonder also if the Green Lobby might go nuclear yeah. on this whole suggestion that it should be described as environmentally sustainable. I thought the Green Lobby didn't like nuclear very much. Well, it's great British nuclear. Oh, yeah. That's, that's that not just brilliant. nuclear. Yeah, it's great quite. British nuclear. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't uh, mind nuclear, but I, <laughs> no. I don't think the Caroline Lucases of this world do. I noted the Mail on Sunday, a rival of the Telegraph, uh, said at the weekend that they, they had a box saying, countdown to corporations tax catastrophe 20 days to go well by this sunday it's going to be 13 days to go isn't it and that's not going to go away no it's not but um no i I was going to pick up on the nuclear thing as Mm. well because i i do think energy is look we've talked about the tax the the extra help for energy bills energy is a huge huge thing at the moment uh we do need to to fix this long term we were talking before we started recording this about you know the tories all governments get get criticized for short term short termism uh, he's trying to do something uh which is a long term plan to give us energy uh security mm. uh and the, the idea of nuclear and particularly he talked about small modular reactors these are the type of things you have in nuclear submarines that we already make you you could use those on a local level that seems to me that there is a lot to be said about that but whether that will survive certainly a change of government uh, if there is one I don't know actually just very quickly the only thing that probably won't come apart I mean I could be wrong because usually people involved in defence be they Ben Wallace Tobias Elwood or indeed Johnny Mercer aren't backwards in coming forwards and in opinion however that 11 billion which was I think what Wallace had asked for is obviously over the course of the next few years is going to be welcomed as is that 30 million for vets so uh, what it's up to now 2.25% of gdp our defence spending i think that will be warmly welcomed uh, not yeah. on the left benches but on the right yeah. simply because of the growing threat from china and russia yeah. and you know the uk ukraine war ongoing I think also there's a bigger public appetite for more defence spending. It wasn't an issue five years ago, but now Putin's on the rampage. I think that's become something that people are perhaps discussing a bit more on the doorstep. It's about two billion a year with three billion next year, but quite right. One last thing also that you're talking about things that might fall apart. He talked about debt reduction. I think that's a 
hugely important area of of, well, of any any budget. And I think people who are who who view it as sort of you know from from the outside looking in will be thinking, well, we've got this enormous debt pile. We can't just pretend that's not there. Mm. He is. He has talked about trying to get it down, although only by three percentage points over the next five years, which doesn't seem a huge amount given that it's 90-odd percent of GDP. I I wonder if that will survive. Yeah, the deficit falls every single year to 1.7 percent in 27 to 28, but debt, national debt, stays about the same. Mm. I mean, I know that Reagan (laughs) famously said, oh, the deficit's big enough to look after itself. Maybe that's a bit... Does the public understand the difference between deficit or debt? Overall, it was a very safety-first budget, wasn't it? Because they're still still spooked by the reaction to Kwasi Kwarteng's growth statement last September. Just just finally, um, Camilla Tomini and Gordon Rayner, if if, if the Kwasi Liz Trust budget last September was a 10, where, in terms of appealing to the right and and Tory beliefs, where is this budget ranking on, on a scale of one to ten? Six-ish. Six-ish. I mean, I it's uninspiring. I do <laughs> what do you say? Five. Four or, four or five. Four or five-ish. Yeah. It's limited in scope. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's also, I, I don't, this over-caution, it's too much, isn't it? I mean, the markets, of 60 in, uh, the markets, majority of 60 and a half. Exactly. The markets have already reacted to, to Kwarteng and Truss. The general consensus is that there were some quite good ideas, but terrible execution. And mm. I think, Perhaps Hunt and Sunak are being overly safe. This whole we're working behind and the scenes. And will there be time to think Gordon Rayner do, do things which may help win them an election? Because that's why you're in power and that's why you're running the nation's finances. Uh, I think the short answer is no, as we've as we've discussed before, uh, unless something unexpected happens that we that we haven't foreseen, which is entirely possible. But I think in terms of the things that they are in control of, it doesn't feel at the moment as if they're on a sort of route to turning it around. But mm. you know, it, a year, a year, or even a year and a half is is still quite. Well, just Savant a poll is that the Conservatives are fifteen points behind. Yeah, Labour. which is better than it was. It's was twenty two. No, but it'd be nowhere near see... last summer when Boris Johnson was was in power. Let's no. not go there. But let's also just see what the polling looks like this weekend. We're finishing at 5pm on Wednesday. About now, Jeremy Hunt is addressing Tory MPs in the 922 committee. What would he be saying to them, Gordon? Uh, I think he'll saying, stick with me, you know, uh, wait and see what we do next year. Uh, I think there'll be probably a certain amount of whinging and he will say, well, look, this is my first budget. I couldn't afford to get it wrong. And he'll be happy if, they, if he just sort of you know, gets through it. Yeah. He'll be saying, sort of, my heart says Thatcher, but my brain says Heath because of the very difficult circumstances that we're facing. You know, Gordon Brown kept on going on about the global financial crisis. He's talking about the cost of living crisis, saying that his conservative credentials are being sort of hampered by the fact that we've got this huge global problem. I don't think backbenchers are going to buy it. But what other alternatives do they have right now? Nothing. Gordon Rayner, Camilla Tomley, thank you for joining us this week on Chopper's Politics Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's all for this week, listeners. Thank you to my colleagues, Camilla Tomley and Gordon Rayner. Thank you to my producers, Louis Wells and Giles Gear. Most importantly of all, thank you to you for listening. Please do share your thoughts on the Chancellor's financial announcements and what they mean for you by emailing me chopperspolitics at telegraph.co.uk or on Twitter. You can find us at Choppers Podcast. And I'll be bringing you the fallout from the budget of the next few days in my daily Choppers Politics newsletter, which is delivered straight into your email inbox every weekday. The link for that will be in the show notes of this episode. And don't forget to catch my weekly Peterborough Diary Gossip column out on Fridays at 7pm online or in Saturday's copy of the Daily Telegraph. 
And as ever, please do buy a copy of The Daily Telegraph if you can. You won't regret it. Until next time, though, cheerio!